0: Don't talk to me unless it's about Caitlin Linden. Yes, my name's Caitlin, but this is the funnier Caitlin. Caitlin Linden is a comedy writer and performer who I discovered thanks to the beloved YouTube algorithm. Thanks, YouTube. After watching many yoga with Adrian videos and God knows what else, YouTube suggested I watch a video called Yoga with Adrian for Trump supporters. Now everybody take a breath. This is not political, it's comedy. And after I watched that video of Caitlin's, I immediately watched all her other videos. So let me play you the audio from that first video, and then you'll hear my interview with Caitlin. And don't forget, I want you to submit audio messages with your thoughts on the topics we discuss, and I'll play them on future episodes. Find out how at DontTalkToMePod.com.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Yoga with Adrian. I'm Adrian and this is my dog, Benji. And today, we're going to be helping Trump supporters pull their head out of their ass. So hop into something comfy, and let's get started. In order to help Trump supporters pull their head out of their ass, I need to figure out a way to put my head in my ass. So let's begin in a nice tabletop position. Claw your fingers to the ground. Take a deep breath in, low belly. And on the exhale, we're gonna stuff our head into our ass as best we can. We're gonna rock and roll the length of our
2: spine. Forearms on the ground, rise
1: up and stuff. <laughs> I did it, I did it! Oh wait, no I didn't. This is gonna be an hour long video. Cram, cram, cram. So if you're a beginner, this might be more difficult for you. And it's also difficult for me. Exhale. so dirty. Bring your hands to heart center. I think we've all done the best that we can. Now bring your thumbs to your third eye and declare to the universe, I give up on these people. Let's wait
0: for them to die. Namaste. getting started um, I was thinking of asking you how do you like to introduce yourself um I have a hard time but I will
1: I'm trying to be better all the time um so I I guess I used to say that I was a um, a sketch comedian and now I say that I am a comedy writer um, because that makes more sense to people and that um that and that I make videos so I'm a comedy writer and I make videos
0: yeah and do you, that shift came mostly from, you feel like people understand it better or also your role has evolved in comedy in that way?
1: I think it, it just helps people understand it better. Um, yeah. Especially my family, like they they think I do stand up, which I actually do, but, um, but that's not mostly what I do. So I have to just like break it down and like, no, I like write scripts and I like make videos. Like it's different yeah. than what Jerry Seinfeld does. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's everyone's point of reference. Right. (laughs) Put it in terms of Jerry Seinfeld. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who I, you know, I've watched my fair share. Like, love that show, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your website said, ask me about my quarter hour animated show and my comedy pilot, Teacher with a Gun. And so I want (laughs) to ask you about that.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. Um so I think my writing has evolved from writing smaller things like sketches and um and like m- things that are more uh meant for a stage to um obviously transitioning to like videos and stuff. And then um and I was like, well, I have all these short scripts, like maybe I should challenge myself to write something a little more substantial. So that's where the quarter hour animated pilot came in um and that was uh it, it's like <laughs> it's something that i wrote just because i liked it and i don't think it could ever be made because it's um it's written to be like half stop motion um you know like nightmare before christmas style and then like half real life and it's about this um it's about a teenage girl who freaky friday body swaps with abraham lincoln from a penny and so it goes micro into like the world of like on top of her messy girl dresser um and then macro to like the world her high school so like abraham lincoln is in this teenage girl's body and this high school and this and then the girl is like this penny and like all the other objects are alive so i was just like i was like i'm just gonna try to write something that's a big um task and and build this world and do it in like 12 to 15 pages so that was It's called Penny and Bill. uh, Coming to a network never, (laughs) Um, but it exists. And then um, from there, I wrote Teacher with a Gun, which is a um, it's a twenty two minute pilot, so a half hour. Um, So I'm I'm gradually getting bigger and bigger with my scripts. And then um, and that one is about a, a an artist who is from texas but lives in new york and she goes back to texas um to take care of her dad where she accidentally becomes a local hero um and so she's like she doesn't align politically with the people in her hometown um but she has like uh she's she's won them over by accident and so now she the people in her life are all like these people that she would rather not be around um as opposed to her art crowd in New York who have kind of like shunned her. So it's like a clash of worlds.
0: Yes. But yeah, those are those. <laughs> awesome. And so you said maybe you know the quarter hour one you kind of you don't imagine making it. Um but do are you with the teacher with the gun? Are you writing more episodes for that and kind of trying to expand on it?
1: I I have not written another episode for it. Um, I think when I write a full script, I'm just kind of, and this probably isn't right either because, you know, the writing never stops, but like, I do get kind of tired of things and want to move on to the next project. So, um, and I think as a, as a writer, it's like, it's good to have these things just like a little collection of like, oh, I have this short thing or this longer thing or you know if if a network or a manager or someone was like well what do, what else do you have like i could just kind of be like oh the, you know these things but i don't know if i don't know how close i am to like really talking with anybody about making this
0: stuff <laughs> well it's interesting for me as someone who doesn't know anything about that process to i think i kind of would have pictured it like okay you go with your one tv show idea and you give it to them and either they like it or they don't but so it sounds like more maybe they will like it or not like but then they'll be like what else do you have mm-hmm. and then that's why you kind of want this repertoire exactly
1: yeah and and now everyone who's a performer um is supposed to be a writer too i mean lucky for me i am both but I, a lot of people are only one or the other but then um have to try super super hard to like be both just because it's um it's easier to like it's easier to write for yourself kind of
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. have you always done both in tandem um
1: yes yeah even in high school um yeah I've always written scripts and like little scenes and stuff I didn't really have a good crew for a long time of like people that were helping me with these things but like I'd have like one or two friends who'd be like, "Okay, fine, we can shoot this video on our weekend." Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, uh, yes. I guess I have always been this (laughs) way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, When you were when you started that in high school, was that part of a group or club, or that was that on your own?
1: I I took a class called Video Tech, and. And I just remember like loving the editing process, which is it's such a boring process, like to be an Adobe premiere and you're like cutting up footage like into small sections. And like, I mean, I just remember nerding out and loving going to class. And um and then I like was a theater major. So I kind of dropped that whole trajectory for like years. I was like, oh, I guess I'm focusing on live performing. Um but there was like always this like appreciation for um for A V stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool to think that just from that one class that sparked that. Yeah.
1: Like in Lubbock, Texas, like truly nowhere.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I saw that you have two websites um one we could say that looks like a regular website and one I love this one that's like circa 2003 fake made by my brother website um and I just I think you should like make sure that's on the internet forever and I wanted to hear (laughs) the story about the two websites
1: um it's so funny because I was just thinking about deactivating the second website. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know if this even pops up or if anybody really likes it. So now that, now that you've told me you do, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll pay six bucks a month for a little bit longer, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was my first website. And I just, um, I knew it didn't look good, but my brother, um, my brother. And I thought it was really funny. Like that's actually something my brother helped me do.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) There's a real brother behind it. There's a
1: real brother who, who helped me construct that. And he, um, yeah, he wrote, he wrote a lot of that stuff on the website too. And then, um, and then I went through and like also wrote some stuff. And so it's, it's a collab. It's, it's truly both of us. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I feel like you should keep it as, as a relic somehow, somewhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like with the torches and it's all like lime green and black. Like it just looks like a Zanga, you know, or like a live journal or something.
0: Yeah. Well, it reminded me of when I took some tech class in, I don't know if it was early high school or middle school. And we like learned to make websites. And I think I made one that was about like the black eyed peas or Gwen Stefani, (laughs) you know,
1: (laughs) love Gwen. And I feel like
0: people should <laughs> always know like what that aesthetic was. <laughs> yes.
1: It's so funny and it's kind of coming back now. I feel like,
0: Oh yeah. I could definitely see things circling back that way.
1: Yes. But it was, um, but I think it, it was mostly a joke. Like I was like, this is funny to me. Um, like, okay, I need a website like to be official. Fine. I'll do this like stupid joke. And then, um, and then a few years passed and I was like, okay, I guess I, I guess I need a real website now. So I, <laughs> I made a square space and like bit the bullet.
0: Okay. So you kind of answered this a little bit with talking about writing longer things, but I had been curious to ask you what your main focus is in comedy right now.
1: Right now. Um, I'm just trying to be consistent again. I feel like it's, I've been really slow um, the first part of this year. And last year I had a lot of, I had several stints where I was very, very productive and I was doing a video a week and, um, and holding myself accountable. Even if it wasn't like a great idea, I would just like do it anyway and be like, well, I've done something, but um, I, I think I was like at risk of doing things that weren't actually like making me laugh. And that felt, um, inauthentic. <laughs> and so, um, and so I'm trying to, to balance that and be like, okay, I'm, I'm creating content, but that I actually believe in or like stand behind. I don't want to just like be creating content for the sake of it, but it's hard to like have that integrity when you're, um, When you're like dabbling in this business where it really is like important that you're just on the grid a lot, because I, I don't really, I I have a real life, you know, I like to chill and like be a person and like cook food and not put my life all over the internet. So it's, yeah, I guess it's finding the balance of both of those things.
0: And are you exclusively working on things for yourself? Are you working on other projects at the same time? What does that look like?
1: I have a lot of different projects going on at all times. Like I have, um, I'm writing a full length movie right now. It's very early stages. Um, But because the pandemic has kind of calmed down again, my sketch team is like meeting again. So we're going to have a show in March. Like we, um, so I've been writing sketches for that. Um, I've also been writing like, for work, but it's not comedy writing. It's like search engine optimization writing. So I just have all these little different things, but I think that's actually good because then I don't get tired of anything.
0: So, um, what is the the work you do the SEO work?
1: So right now I, um, I am doing blogging for the marijuana space <laughs> online, but it is, um, Honestly a lot of it is is just googling like things. It's not it's just like what what's already out there in terms of information and then like synthesizing and compiling that. Um and that was that's a job that my friend um from college helped me get over the pandemic. So that's like a new thing. Usually I like work in restaurants and like have a million side gigs. So this is like a new side gig. Yeah. How
0: are you liking it so far?
1: Um, I like that it's writing. I like that I can do it from home. Um, it's just like trying to get that consistency. Like I'm really trying to, uh, to like knock out that type of work in the early part of the day, which is already hard for me because I'm a night owl. So like, just like, I feel like a spider who's molting, and shedding skin. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a bigger spider underneath my bones right
0: now. I'm just like trying to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And for you that, that, what would that point be?
1: Oh boy. It would be, um, I would be repped by a manager. Um, I would be selling scripts to networks and shows, um, I would be like in these scripts too so I'd be like writing for myself and my friends and um and then just like booking other stuff like acting roles or uh or writing gigs like working in a writing room for um for like a cartoon or uh yeah yeah for a cartoon would be I think my first choice but then um I mean there's other shows that I think I'd be really good at, like, I don't know if you've watched High Maintenance on HBO or um, no. every episode's different. It's like about this weed delivery guy. And he like, it's, he's encountering all the people he sells weed to in New York. So it's like, he's, mm-hmm. it's always like different characters and it's always like, kind of like trippy and beautiful. And I, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I should, like, I should be writing on a weird show like this. Like
0: That's special when you can kind of find something of like, okay, this is, this is my style. My style is this plus me but these are the kind of things that like you know feel like the work i want to create
1: yeah totally so i guess right now i'm just like beaming that signal out into the universe I'm like okay but i'm i'm like ready for it i think <laughs> like, like <Yeah>. for real <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what's your favorite part about comedy any part of the writing anything else what's your favorite part of being a a comedian
1: Um, well, I love, I love to laugh. I love, I love the connection it brings and, um, I don't even mean just performing. I mean, like sharing, sharing something like a a moment with somebody else and being like, oh, we're, we're having a nice time. Like, I just really, I love that. It makes me feel more in control. Um, because life doesn't have to suck. Like, we don't have to just be, like, upset and pissed off. Like, I truly have no road rage. I'm just like, we. There's there's got to be a way for us to just, like, have a nice time here on Earth together. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I, I view comedy as, like, a balm for, for like, the chapped lips of Earth. <laughs> of, like, we need to relate somehow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then also, I think it's, um, I think, you know, all the pretentious things about, like, it's, that's how you can change, like, people's (laughs) minds because they're laughing and then they're thinking. (laughs) But there's some truth to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, But I'm, I'm from Texas, so I, and, like, my family is, my mom and my dad are, are pretty similar to me but the rest of my family is not very similar to me so the fact that I'm like doing comedy and um and like don't own a house and paying a ton of money for rent and like living in on the left coast in California like with with my boyfriend living in sin like that kind of is um I I think not what they would prefer i mean not that they think about me a lot or really care about what i'm actually doing but like um but it's the life i choose and so i feel really proud of that because i'm not just like doing what was easy i didn't just stay in texas i didn't just like decide to um to like give up on performing in high school or college and like be like oh yeah maybe one day i'll get back into it like I'm still out here. Like <laughs> I don't have yeah. a baby. I don't have like <laughs> all the things that, um, my cousin has and everybody likes her better, but that's okay. Like I like yeah. her better too. <laughs> her kids are <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> well, it seems like, um, from what I had, you know, found about you on online as I was, It's it's been, as I've been interviewing people, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like stalking is now just called research. Um, <laughs> so I was research shocking you. Um, it seems like you've really been committed to acting, writing this craft kind of through and through like since college. Is is that the case?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. true. I feel lucky about that also because I know some people have late in life, um, discoveries about like what their interests actually are, like that they haven't been listening to that. But, um, I, I do feel very fortunate that this has, this has pretty much been, what it, what it is. (laughs) Like I've always been on this little actorly writerly path.
0: Did you ever have moments of thinking you were going to stop or has it always been going
1: forward? (laughs) Um, I think about stopping about once a year. And that's when I start looking into dental hygiene programs um, at various colleges around Los Angeles. I'm like, I could be making how much money a year? like. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been like interested in teeth. I think they're just cool. And uh, my dad is a dentist. Whoa. <laughs> he went through the whole program then, not just the first half to be a hygienist. He really yeah. did.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually my mom used to be a dental hygienist. So yeah, my, I, I come from a family of teeth, but no, my siblings and I, <laughs> we have all cut off that lineage. There's no more <laughs> teeth happening. <laughs>
1: you have a very nice smile (laughs) camera's blurry sorry I don't
0: know why um that's okay
1: yeah I'm here it'll focus
0: um okay so that's kind of your go-to like okay if I was doing something else and then and then what will bring you back like kind of snap you out of that
1: um well it just it depends on like I guess like in the past I usually talk to people about it I'm like I'm having these thoughts again um And I usually get saved by somebody who's like, you're already on the ladder. Like you're, you're climbing a ladder. You don't want to like get off the ladder and get on a different ladder and start from the bottom. Like, Mm -hmm. even though it might mean financial security sooner, like it's still, um, riskier in some ways to, to fully jump and abandon what I've built, (laughs) even if it's not a ton, it's like, you know, a dedicated effort. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Quick pause, I want to play you another audio version of one of Caitlin's YouTube videos. This one is called Organic Candy Will Change You. Today, I'm gonna be trying organic
1: Reese's. Okay, here we go. Smells like chocolate, a little gooey. Hmm. Wow, I definitely feel good. Feel better. I feel like a better person. The organicness of this food is nourishing my body. I'm like a better person now. I've gotta call my senator. Hello, Diane. Listen, you are bad. Bad. I'm an activist, and you are bad. Have a great day, ta-ta. So good for you, so organic. Now, I'm gonna eat a regular Reese's for a comparison to see if it makes a difference. Awkward. This one is straight out of the oven. No, this sucks. This Reese's is bad. I think it's making me bad. Bad now? Got me thinking that maybe late stage capitalism could work for me. Did this bad Reese's rub off on me and now I am bad? I'm good when I eat the good Reese's and I'm bad when, when I eat the bad one. That's what this bit is, Diane. So this bad Reese's has got me thinking that maybe maybe late stage capitalism could work for me. I went to clown school. Diane Feinstein really does kind of suck
0: What do you feel like are some of the the hardest parts of being a comedian?
1: Ugh, um, I don't want to say. I'm just gonna say mental health because I don't want to like perpetuate this thought that like being an artist means that you need to to struggle and be um and like have a difficult time because as I said like I really don't believe um we were put on earth to be upset, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's days that I sleep over 10 hours um, there. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's hard to remind myself what I find funny. Like if I'm um, like, I, I was in, <clears throat> I was in France last year um, at clown school because I thought it would be funny to turn 30 at clown school. And, um, and I had like a tiny crisis afterward. Cause I like lost myself in all of these like personalities of like all these, um, all these clowns, Yeah, <laughs> like literally these, cl- like, so, um, just trying to like be true to myself and trying to like focus on being healthy, like mentally.
0: That's interesting. So it's almost like when you are doing so much acting, then it comes to this place of like, how do I reset back to my blank slate, which is me?
1: Right. Yeah. It's easy to get lost,
0: but even not,
1: not like just acting, like it's easy to get lost, like in the, um, in the biz, like in the industry, people who are like, talking about it all the time or like comparing yourself to other people. Like it's, it's so nasty to do that because you'll never be anybody else. Like, and even though it makes sense to say that, like, it's still hard to not do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely hard. What helps you come back to center?
1: Um, (laughs) uh, well, since you brought up stalking as research sometimes i stalk myself like if i'm feeling really low i'll like go through my timeline or go through my videos and i have to like remind myself like oh yeah like you you're doing you're okay like that you know that was that was a good video like yeah you were doing okay like look at you in your bikini when you turn 27 like yeah you're <laughs> doing okay
0: <laughs> I love that <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, there's other ways too. I, uh, I journal daily in the morning and at night. Um, I do, (laughs) it's funny because yoga with Adrian brought us together, but I truly do yoga in my house. Like every day, like I have to, it's, it's non-negotiable. I have a bad day if I don't do that.
0: And do you do that to videos or do you kind of just make up your own flow? (laughs) I am doing her
1: 30-day move challenge right now. I don't know nice. if you did it. It was from January this year.
0: No, I do. I'm kind of a little more of a sporadic yoga yogi. Um, so I I have never done a 30-day challenge kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, my favorite thing about it is that it's free. Um but yeah, some days I just like get on the mat or on um, my foam roller and just like just kind of do what I need to do to get centered and like. I think I sleep in a like crazy position because I have to like untangle my body every day. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I can't like focus on anything in my brain until I've like really done that.
0: What are, do you have specific journaling prompts you use or what does your journaling look like?
1: Um, I have different journals, so Mm. I've, um, in the morning I have like a normal like a, a notebook um, and I just write like kind of what I'm thinking like since I woke up or like my anxieties or whatever I'm just chewing on from the day or night before and then um, at night now that it, like when I've had my whole day um, I guess the prompt for my night journal is like to make it not lame like to make it more entertaining, like, okay. Okay. I have a thing. I've had a thing since I was like nine, I was obsessed with Anne Frank, but I'm so worried that like someone's going to Anne Frank my ass and like publish my journals or diaries after I die. And so I get really nervous and I try to make like the diary itself entertaining it's like, not even just for me. It's like, as if someone else was reading this, like if someone discovered this and I even write notes all the time, like to whoever is reading this, you shouldn't be here the first way, but also (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's like, not even for me. It's like for whoever finds this.
0: (laughs) Yes. So you kind of like recount your day in this, in that fashion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. And it is, it is cool to go back. It's so, it's also cringe to go back and watch or to read these journals because sometimes I'm glad that I recount my day and I'm like, oh yeah, I would have forgot about that moment or whatever. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, who cares? Like, but I guess it's all about that practice of like writing at the moment. Like you're just getting it out of you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I really (laughs) like that idea. Okay, I wanted to pick one of your YouTube videos and have you walk me through, you know, the whole process from when where the idea came from to then like how long it, you know, took, what it what it took, the people that were involved until it was out. Um, and I was going to let you, you know, I wanted to have you pick which one you wanted to talk about, but I was going to tell you some of my favorites are The Queen's Gambit, the comedy show at my house, Organic Candy, and we've talked about The Yoga with Adrian.
1: Nice. Um, let's do, Ugh, okay. I would either want to talk about Queen's Gambit or, um, the show in my house. <clears throat> you pick. Okay. Um, I'll talk about Queen's Gambit because it involved more people. Um, so, okay. From start to finish. Um, I ha okay. Trying to remember how it started. I was um obviously watching Queen's Gambit when it came out. And my friend Chelsea Pope, who um who's very funny, she is she's a viral tweeter. She makes like videos all the time. Honestly, you should interview her next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna her up. You should. Um so she and her boyfriend who I was on, who's on my sketch team. So now we're meeting again. Um, His name is Derek Scully. He is an editor uh, here in LA. And so we were all on a phone call. We were just like, we, sh- we need to do something with like Queens Gambit. Like it's kind of hot right now. Like we should do something. <clears throat> and, um and Chelsea has red hair, short red hair. And I was like, so obviously you'll play Beth. And, obviously i will play all the boy parts and we'll, we had like these beats improvised or improvised ideas written out of like okay and then um yeah we'll just get all these like game boards and and by the end of the sketch it'll be like just chaos like so just so many pieces everywhere like it won't even be chess anymore We're like, yeah yeah um and then chelsea had this idea of like well maybe we should both play beth and like get the same wig and it'll be like Beth versus Beth, like her, her like shadow self versus her like side that she presents to the world. Um, So I play her shadow side. That's like on a bender and has the crazy eyeliner and is like drinking like, and then Chelsea is like the more presentable one. And then her boyfriend Scully played all the boy parts. So he stole my role. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we got together in my house one night. Um, and it's funny because in the video, I just remember so I I did a first edit of it. Like I, I assembled the footage and was like, okay, this is usable, but it was honestly tough because we didn't write a script for it. So, like, that's something I get into trouble with a lot is like, Oh, I'll have an idea. And I'm like, I'm just gonna film it. And like maybe I'll have a couple jokes written out or like a sheet of like ideas or things I could do, but um, It's so based in improv that like when it comes time to edit, it's really disparate. And like you just spend a ton of time watching footage and like cutting things together that you're like, oh, that didn't make sense. Like, ah, fuck it. It's funny because it sucks. Like that's just part of it. And so I had done a first pass and like put the footage together um, and then Scully took the footage from there and made it look way better and did all the graphics and everything. and then I think he added subtitles and then I put it on my YouTube um, page and then Chelsea put it on her Twitter page. And I think it, it like blew up on Twitter. I remember it had like, I don't remember how many thousands, but it had like thousands of views. Um, but it was like, it just kind of fell to the wayside on YouTube. So I'm really honored that you brought it up because <laughs> we yes. did work really hard on it, even though <laughs> it is, it is kind of crappy. We were
0: like. LOL that's part of it. <laughs> oh, I I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm curious that idea of um that you know you're kind of trying to balance the improv side of things and having a script. Um when you do have a script for your videos, do you find you're truly sticking to it the whole time or as you're filming there's also a little bit of improv happening?
1: Definitely that the second thing. Um it's not always used, but like sometimes I'm really glad that I have things that I didn't write. Like that I um if I just acknowledge, like I'll kind of speak in another character, like say I'm um like okay, even in the yoga with Adrian video where I'm like talking to camera, like you know, I'm doing I'm doing the hostly thing, like trying to do it right. And then like I'm laying on the floor and I'm like, God, my floor is so dirty. Like that wasn't planned. That was just like <laughs> Like I'll just say something at the time and then I'll be like, oh, that fits because it's it's a break from what what it is like from what the video was. Yeah. Um, And so I I appreciate strange things like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even if they don't always make it in. Sometimes I'm just glad that we have options.
0: Yeah. Good to get them in the editing process. Mm -hmm, For sure. What are you most proud of of your work?
1: Wow. Um, the thing I'm most proud of is not online yet. Um, I filmed a a short film in December. And before you and I hopped on this interview, the editor was at my house and we were like going over moments. So it's like an 18 minute um, movie. It's like a horror comedy. And so uh, I don't know when it'll be out, but I finally was really excited about it, like just now, because the editing is coming together. Like for a while, I was really nervous about it, and then, um, and now I'm finally like, okay, okay, I can be excited again.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Is yeah. there a name to it or not yet? Not there public. is a name.
1: It's called Haunted Tiny House. Um, and yeah, it, it was like a no budget, no budget thing but um like seven of my friends and I drove up north to uh to a small tiny town in California where my brother he just happened to rent he was like living in this one room cabin like off the grid and I had written this script called Haunted Tiny Home so it was perfect i was like can i use your house and he was like yeah yeah <laughs> so we we did um it was great. It was like uh it was a four-day shoot. It was raining the whole time. Um, we all like slept in the attic at his mom's house down the road. Uh yeah, it was like a strange and beautiful
0: experience. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Yay. <laughs> Me too, finally. What's uh what's something that you're really into right now in life? This could be in any part of life. Um Wow. Okay. I love, um,
1: I love sports documentaries. Like I love cheer. I don't know if you've
0: watched it on Netflix. I have not, but I've heard it's very enrapturing. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, I love things that are really physical like that. Like I was, um, I loved last chance university, which was about like, um, a junior college basketball team. And it was, like, everybody's last chance to, like, transfer to a big college and maybe, like, be on their path to the NBA. Um, I also really loved the show on Netflix, Cobra Kai, like, that was um, a spinoff of The Karate Kid. I don't know (laughs)
0: if you watched The Karate Kid. um, I think I've probably seen The Karate Kid, but so long ago. And I've seen the the ads for that for Cobra Kai.
1: (laughs) It just makes me laugh. It's so... Ridiculous! Like it's kids and they're cussing and they're doing karate at each other and adults are fighting teens and it's just so messy. But I just, yeah, something about like when when people are being physical, I just like attach to that. Like I love watching the Olympics. I've been watching um like the ice skaters and the snowboarders. There was an ice skating duo that was um they were in costume. They're from Germany and they did the Joker and Harley Quinn.
0: Oh, <laughs> how did they do? <laughs> um,
1: the judges, they talk so much shit like whenever there's like a tiny mistake because I was like, I thought it was good. Like, I appreciate that they were being theatrical because um, they were saying like Germany had no chance of, of placing to get a medal. But like, I was like, well, that's great that they like did something unique and memorable like with their time. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not like anybody fell. <laughs> Yeah. I imagine the mistakes in that are just like totally invisible to the naked eye to, you know, oh, to, yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So you, do you, uh, you, I know you said you do yoga is are you know, other sports, a part of your life as well.
1: Kind of. Um, I love to go throw a basketball around, uh, a few times a year, <laughs> Uh, I have like an alter ego that comes out and my boyfriend <laughs> won't play with me anymore because I get too intense and I'm not even good. I just get too intense. Um, <laughs> I just think it's funny to like bro down and just talk a lot of shit and then not be good. <laughs> and that's also like any any game I play, like any board game or card game or anything. I just like, I get too excited, talk too much shit and lose. Like, that's just like <laughs> how it goes. Um I guess in LA, everybody hikes. So we're all like, we're pretty outdoorsy over here. Um, But historically I was like a really big biker in Chicago. I rode a Fixie, um, which is like the most intense bike you can ride. (laughs) And I would ride in the winter. Um, That's intense. But that was
0: a long
1: time ago now. I mean, it was like six years ago, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm guessing LA is not a very bikeable commuter town.
1: No, not really. There is a nice bike path on the river, but the river is kind of gross. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I try not to go very often, but I do,
1: (laughs) I do go sometimes just to go fast for a little while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I think yeah, I think as a, a last question, I wanted you to ask to leave listeners with a recommendation. And this could be a recommendation for a show, a book, a piece of advice, an activity up to your interpretation. Okay.
1: I'm just going to go with the first thing that popped in my head, which is that
0: the Hobbit movies are good. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm a big Lord of the Rings person. And, um, it was, it's the 20th anniversary of the release of those movies. And for some reason, I never watched the Hobbit until like last year. Um, I think I was afraid it would suck or that like it wouldn't hold a candle or that they like changed the story too much, but yeah, I don't know why those movies are so aligned. All three of them are totally enjoyable and, um, and yeah, I say give him give them a whirl. Even if you're not a Lord of the Rings head, like The Hobbit is so much easier to digest and watch.
0: Awesome, The Hobbit movies. It is, yay! <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. This has been so fun, and I'm so excited to keep watching your your videos come out. Will your will the Haunted Tiny House be on your YouTube, or how will uh, how will I know that's out? Um, I hope I
1: don't just put it on YouTube. I hope that one's on like Vimeo or like uh, what's the other one? I don't know. Like the the more legit ones because I'll have to um, probably, I don't know if I can put that online before I submit it to film festivals. So I'm, I'm actually not sure what the rollout will be, but yeah. before the end of the year, definitely. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll make a big stink about it I'll be like oh my god I made my first short blah 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 (laughs) please care
0: about it (laughs) good yes well I hope it'll be all over Instagram for for us to know
1: yes it will it will thank you so much for having me on this was delightful
0: yeah yeah this has been great um yeah I hope you'll have a great rest of your day and look forward to staying connected
1: yeah yes me too Um, And I also want to appreciate um, that we both spell our name the same way because there are 11 different ways to spell it.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, the official number I've always just assumed they were like (laughs) 700. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I was
1: like, I got to get down to the bottom of this. Like,
0: (laughs) I'm actually, that number is lower than I would have expected.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's just with the C and K combinations. I didn't like get into like Q... Oh, I haven't,
0: I haven't seen that, but I guess there, I mean, there aren't that many letters in the name. So 11, I guess is pretty high.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a high chance of it being a different spelling, but here we are two I'm properly spelled, two properly spelled Caitlin's. <laughs> I don't know if you feel like this, but do you think Caitlin's with a K are different? Like, do you think intrinsically somehow they are different people?
0: Well, you know, what's weird is I know that Caitlin is such a common name from, um, it's I'm 31. Sounds like we're similar age, very common name for our age. And I hardly ever meet anyone named Caitlin. Whoa. Yeah. Like I've never had a friend. I've never had anyone I've known for an extended period of time named Caitlin.
1: Wow. I've had like the opposite where it was like, I was always the other Caitlin, like in a (laughs) class of people or like. Even I, I like did a two woman show with another girl named Caitlin, like they're everywhere. Yeah. They're just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're just
0: lucky. <laughs> so, so, you know, you can tell them the personality differences between the Caitlin's, but yeah, I I don't know.
1: It is slight. I'm not saying that like, they're bad. I'm just saying they're different. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it's just, it, they just are.
0: <laughs> There's a little bit evil. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> where we are good <laughs> and just and angelic, and they are not. I don't know. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Something about them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Have a great rest of your day, and Thank you. thanks again for, for chatting. Thank you, Caitlin, for talking with me. Let's hear one last audio of one of her sketches called Me Pretending to be Old to Get the Vaccine. And then go check out the rest of her work in the show notes.
2: Hi. You, need, you need to put on your mask. Oh,
1: okay. Hi, I'm old and I'm here to get the vaccine. What's your name? Grandma? Mick Grandpa? Uh,
2: I- I don't see that name on the schedule. What year were you born? Uh,
1: same year as the Civil War. I'm not lying! Okay,
2: if you're old, what's the first movie you saw in theaters? Troll 2. What was the first car you ever drove? Bike. What was World War One like?
1: Black and White. Hey, what
2: did your dad do for a living? He
1: was a phonograph!
2: Do you have any ID? Yeah,
1: no! No, I left it at the bar the day everything shut down, like March like 2020.
2: What? okay
1: unbelievable I just have a, uh, vaccine no, you, my uh, cell phone is ringing hello it's my doctor oh I am having a heart attack just About cause it.
2: you're old it wouldn't mean you'd have like an old rotary phone for a cell phone that doesn't make any sense
1: okay so now you don't believe women <sighs>
2: just put
1: the vaccine
2: no you have to there's a line <gasps> Lady, you got to get out of here.
1: Just quick, just slip it in real quick.
2: Can you put your mask up? No, not the, not your wig you're clearly wearing.
1: This is not a wig.
2: Can someone to call to confirm your age?
1: Oh yeah, okay. Hello, my dead old husband. Can you tell this fucking guy I'm old, too, and I need the vaccine so I can go to fucking La Poo and hang out with all my
0: friends? All right, listen up. I want you to be on this podcast. Like, really, your voice on this podcast. I want to hear what you think about the books we read, the music we talk about, all of it. If you sign up for my newsletter, you can find out ahead of time what books, music, or other topics we'll be discussing on upcoming episodes. And then you can either submit audio messages that I can play on the podcast, or I might actually bring you on as a co-host for a full episode. Hearing from you makes this so much more fun for me, so please wiggle out of your little shell and take the first step by signing up for my newsletter at DontTalkToMePod.com. Oh, and you know that thing they all say about, please leave me a review? It would be really cool if you did that, so give it a thought. Thanks. Talk to you next week.